All right, guys. The word of the day is this. This should be a good one. Social distancing. This is one of those words that's been pretty popular recently with the whole COVID nineteen yeah. situation. When I visit my sister or visit my parents, whether I'm dropping something off for them or buying something, buying some groceries for them, then I just say hi through the window. Keep my six feet distance. Like hi. It's also a good chance to kind of like reevaluate your life and what's important. So spend some time with your loved ones at home. This doesn't mean to go out and party. Make sure you're being thoughtful of not just for your family, but you know the people in our community. With all this uncertainty, all this negativity, we wanted to focus more on positivity. We are starting a GoFundMe, supporting the Share Our Strength. No Kid Hungry campaign. So if you guys want to help us, it would mean a lot to us. We have a link for the GoFundMe. Uh, please uh, click on it, donate what you can. And well, Annie designed new six feet away merch. Starting today to the end of April, April 30th, 100% of the profit is going to be going towards Share Our Strength and the No Kid Hungry campaign. Thank you guys very much for your support. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Help us feed hungry kids. All right. We're live in three, two, one. Action. It's the Jeff and Annie and James Redonkulous Show. Yeah. Awesome. Welcome to the Redonkulous Podcast. This is episode, season two, episode 10. Today we have a very, very special episode. We have a great guest lined up for you guys today, and I can't, get, I can't wait to get started. Before that, let me plug our socials. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, Spotify. as Redonkulous Podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to check us out there. All right. So let's get to the meat and potatoes. Today we have a very special guest. We go way back. Uh, I've known this guy since junior high school. Actually, I've known his twin brother since junior high school. Um, we actually didn't meet till a little bit later, but I love this guy. This guy has tremendous energy. He has, he's always very, very positive. Uh, the guest that we have on, his name is Jason. He's a great guy. Please guys, help me welcome Jason Harris. Welcome, Jason. Welcome. Hey, so happy to be here. First off, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate this. You know, it's an honor. Um, Jeff, Annie, James, you guys are such good people. You guys also have great vibes and, and really are inspiring the people around this planet to be happier and healthier. And this podcast seems like it's going to be a bunch of fun, of fun. So my name is Jason. I'm a New York native. My work background is in yoga and fitness, and I have a huge love for the planet, for the environment, so I tend to grow a lot of food using aeroponic growth systems, and yeah, the goal in life right now is to build a fully sustainable retreat center uh, in New Mexico and just outside of New York City, and then one in Costa Rica. So that's the goals right yeah. now. You just came back from Costa Rica. Like, how is that, you know, is it crazy with the whole coronavirus? Out there, it was chill, you know? It was more nerve-wracking on the plane going out there but i think once everyone landed in costa rica they just like oh tossed off their masks tossed off their gloves they're like oh we're good <laughs> nice. um, so, but it was an amazing trip that was my fourth time down there 
actually. This was actually the first time I didn't go with other people. So the first time I went with friends, second time was a, my first yoga retreat. Uh, two years ago, I had another yoga retreat because it was so fun. And then this time it was just an opportunity for me to relax and enjoy it in a different way. Are they usually out of state or where are they usually held? So I've had five. I've had two in Costa Rica, and then I've had three in upstate New York. They're a bunch of fun. They are a lot of work, but well worth the work, getting all those people together, getting all those teachers together, because the experience that these people have, usually on vacation is like, you had a few extra pounds, you're really tired because your schedule is so packed, but I wanted to create something where when we went on vacation, it was a way for them to get healthier and happier um, by doing more movement, by eating healthier, and they come back with a few pounds less. Yeah. Are these events uh, things that you uh, organized yourself? Yes, yes. Wow. So this vacation that I just got back from was the first time I've ever attended a yoga retreat. I've never been on one since, uh, since I started hosting them. For some reason, I just really wanted to host one. And I, uh, the first time I was in Costa Rica, the gentleman who owned the Eco Lodge mentioned that he was just getting started with yoga retreats. And I was just getting started as a teacher. So I didn't have the confidence or the network yet to bring a bunch of people down. But I told him, I'll see you in two years. I'm going to send you an email. And I did. He told me wow. how to set it up. Three months later, um, I had 15 people down there. That's awesome. That's wow. crazy. That's great. You know, going, going back to the point where you said like you're on the airplane, it was kind of nerve wracking. Uh, I just want to mention everyone is super paranoid and super uh, hyper aware right now. And understandably, a couple of weeks back, we went to a spa castle for my grandmother's birthday. And we went in, there was a room where you can let, uh, lay down and rest. There are couches. And it's a closed off space. Everyone's, you know, sleeping, taking a nap. Me and my cousins go in. We, we found seats. There were exactly three seats for three of us. We sat down. We laid our head back down. And uh, somebody coughed. We got up and we left. <laughs> it, 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 it is super crazy right now. I, unfortunately, yes. But, you know, I see this as an opportunity for all of us on the whole in the whole world to step our game up with our health. Um, and then, you know, I, when, I, when I first heard about it in, the, like in early February after China was like shutting down Wuhan, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a little serious about this. I've always been a prepper um, just because I was stuck in the trains during the blackout like 15 years ago. And so that always put my mindset in a different place in terms of preparedness. So I have food. I have like mask and everything for my whole family already so i was already kind of ready for this um but i think this is a good opportunity for just americans in general to be prepared prepared for any natural disaster any situation that could come our way we will get through this it's gonna suck for a couple months because of the you know home quarantine but i got books and i want to learn spanish and i'm, I'm gonna get i've seen that yeah. one of the posts i've seen on instagram like you just have books and then it was like i can't stop buying books or something yeah. i saw your stack of books that, that was pretty awesome i'm actually learning spanish too so 
Well, we can learn. We'll learn yeah, together. Well, yeah. We're, we're going to start off with the word of the day. What you guys have to do is try and spell it out. Do your best. And of course, Jason, you're the guest. You get a <laughs> first crack at it. <laughs> okay. So today's word of the day is minutia. And it's a noun. The definition is a minute or minor detail, usually used in the plural. Oh, can you repeat the oh. word, please? The word is minutia. Manusia, manusia. <laughs> Can I write it out? Can I try and write it out first? <laughs> sure, sure. Go ahead. Okay. All right, let's give this a try. Manusia. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I'm going to go with it right now. Yeah, what you got? Okay. M-E-N-U-C-I-A. No, not <laughs> nope. <laughs> but nice try. All right, let's let's throw it over. Uh, who who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Sure. All right. I have M A N U C I A. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Annie. Let's go. Um, Bring it home. M I N U T I A. U-T-I-A. That is correct. Oh, oh good hey. job. <laughs> I just thought of the word minute. <laughs> that was a tough one. We saw this video. I think you were in a backyard and you were diving into snow and swimming <laughs> around. Why don't you give us a background of that? Have you guys heard of Wim Hof? Have you heard of this gentleman before? They call He's called the Iceman. He has the world record for the longest underwater swim in Antarctica. So he cut a hole in the ice, he dived under, swim, like maybe like 50 yards, he lost his eyesight, but I am not <laughs> level at all, you know, just for, for a small amount of time because your eyes start to freeze and everything, but I'm not at that level at all. But Wim Hof um, talks about how using cold therapy is a way to connect with nature and you can find a really, a different sort of power within you um, that you never knew you had before through different breathing techniques. And I had the opportunity to dive into <laughs> huge banks of snow. You know, I, I thought, <laughs> hey, why not? Why not train my mind and body a little bit more and, and step outside of the box and 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 record a fun video? So, you know. Uh, do you still do that? You still do cold, some cold weather training? Uh, I was going to do it this winter, but we didn't really have much snow. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I really we had like one inch and that was not enough to do a dive. Yeah. Um, but whenever I go to, it's been a while since I've been to Spa Castle, but I know they have a cold pool or like a cool pool. I do enjoy doing like a back and forth where you go into the cold water. And That's then, what I was going to ask you. I, I know some people, and when I went to Asia, especially in Asia, when you go to these sauna places, right? A lot of people do that. Like they go from very hot to very cold and then to very hot again. Like, is that good for your body? So the science around it is, is you're not up in the air, but what I've heard is that it helps to move the blood flow through your body in a different way. So when you hop into the cold water, all the blood moves from your limbs into your, you know, your torso. 
and that is a way to you know let the blood flow really circulate closer to the heart and then you hop back into the warm water and then it pushes the blood outward so i think that pushing the blood in and out of the body is just a way to get the blood moving definitely i wouldn't be surprised to bring around more healing properties a lot of athletes they do cryotherapy i've done i've done it myself and uh i bought when there was two two sessions on groupon i bought it and i'll tell you it was fun but i still have not gone back for my second session <laughs> <laughs> i I haven't tried it yet, unfortunately. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to do it. You know, I've seen other people try the cryotherapy, but you know, personally, it's I wouldn't add it to my repertoire just because it's kind of tricky to get to. You know, you're going all the way to this one place just to do cryotherapy for a little bit. It's like, oh, just bag, buy a bag of ice and toss it in the tub for a little and, and try it that way. Um, but it's, I think it's the same properties, you know, but at a much colder temperature in a different way. You know, it's air temperature instead of liquid temperature, um, liquid cold. There was this uh, video of you on Instagram where you were trying out a new core exercise and you were just swinging something around. You know, where do you get your inspiration uh, to try new routines or new workouts? In that Instagram video, I was swinging a steel mace. I learned that technique from a gentleman called Navi Aguilar on functional patterns. Yep, that's the video, that's the video. No, that's Steel Club, excuse me, Steel Club. I recognized in the beginning of my fitness career that our bodies move in a particular way and running is our most optimal, you know, form of movement. Of all animals in the world, like humans, we run the best, all animals. And that's because we're able to swing our limbs in unison. Uh, so your left leg and your right arm swing in unison, which kind of creates this kind of rotating position of your torso. And that little pendulum swing using your arms and legs is our, which what is what makes us really different from a lot of creatures on the planet. And so the swinging motion is the way we create more power in our body. So, so it propels you. Right. Correct. It propels you. Correct. Right. Yeah. So optimizing and increasing the way your body swings improves all athleticism. So when oh. you throw a punch, you're, you're kind of swinging your torso. Uh, when you're throwing a kick, it's the rotation and swinging the leg. And so adding uh, a heavy weight and, and swinging that heavy weight in different positions is, is helping you to train your whole torso to rotate better, to keep your core strong. And, and, and I really focus on movements that will increase like my rotation in general, and in, in, which will improve my overall athleticism in running, jumping, kicking, punching. So throwing. just a disclaimer for everyone listening at home, we're not advocating you going out and punching and kicking people, okay? Exactly. Don't say you exactly. heard it from this uh, episode. Just, <laughs> just a disclaimer. <laughs> I saw a video on Facebook of you running on this treadmill and it's not, it's not like a, it's not a treadmill that I've seen before. And wow, you were running really, really fast. I saw that too. That's in push fitness, right? Right in freshman. Yeah. That, that push. Yeah. Push. What kind of machine, what kind of treadmill is that? That is a arc trainer. So typical okay. treadmill is, is flat and the arc trainer is kind of have this, position a curved position and if you can imagine it as like a like a rat wheel yeah um so there's you don't turn it on 
you just start walking and it's similar to a rat wheel is just like half half a circle um so you use your own momentum to get it going which is great because i feel that with a treadmill i was never a big fan of treadmills until i saw this style with a treadmill it, it pulls you along so even if your form starts to deteriorate you still got to run and, and and it pulls you along compared to this treadmill where you have to push it yourself so instead of you kind of falling into the mat and trying to catch yourself as it slides from underneath you. This, you have to push the treadmill back with your feet. And that actually helps to engage your quad, your, your glutes and your hamstrings more. And is a, it's a more functional position it is, is more like running outside because you're propelling yourself forward. So. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I saw that video too. I was just under an assumption that you were so strong that you somehow broke the, the treadmill or something. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I try, but I, I don't think I can. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy how that machine just adjusts to how much you push and how much you, how fast you run. You slow down, the machine slows down. Exactly. And yeah, that was amazing to watch. Exactly. And it's, you know, I've seen other people do it and... It's, it's incredible to see them just go all out as fast as, and as hard as they can because there's not most treadmills they stop at like 15 miles an hour but with this one yeah. you can start hitting like 16 17 18 19 you know as what did you max think, out at i think the max i've done is like 17.2 miles per hour i had a couple of questions actually um so what made you want to take the leap to live a healthier, cleaner, and sustainable lifestyle? Like, when did you make that change? And was it hard to make that change at first? Okay, let me try and summarize it so I don't give you my whole life story. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. The realization was, I guess when I was a little kid, and I, I loved superheroes, loved superheroes. And people would ask me, like, my parents would ask me, like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I, said, I want to be a superhero. And like, oh, I, lo I love this story like, already. <laughs> so, uh, and so I had to think in my mind, like, okay, obviously superheroes aren't real, but what's, what can I do um, in this lifetime to where I could help people, save people in a sense? Uh, at first, I, I thought, oh, I'll be a police officer. But that just, they didn't, it just didn't seem as fun as, as, as being a superhero. So I was like, all right, what's something that could be more fun? And that's what kind of led me into fitness. And Bruce Lee, he really inspired me mm -hmm. uh, to not just see physical fitness as just getting stronger, but as a philosophy of, of being a better person. Uh, and, and empowering your mind and empowering others, you know, physically um, through their bodies. Mm -hmm. And from that, I was introduced to uh, meditation in college. Because, you know, college was tough for a lot yeah. of people because you're like, oh, what am yeah. I going to do with my life? And, and, and so I, and, you know, I got a little depressed. You know, I think we all hit that some phases in life. And yes. meditation really kind of brought me out of that. Mm -hmm. um, it helped to change my mindset. And that's when I started looking into other modalities and meditation introduced me into yoga. I started, I was telling my advisor, because I have a background in, in art, and I was telling my advisor, I have no idea what I want to do in my life. And, but I love meditation and yoga. And she offered to me a, a, an elective class um, called Zen and Yoga. And 
it was it was just like a life hack class. This woman just told us like how to meditate more, make sure we floss and brush our teeth. Um, <laughs> it was just like basic stuff in life that you should be doing every day. Yeah. Uh, and she told me I'd be a great yoga teacher. I believed her, and and that kind of just set me on the journey uh, to, to 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 fitness and and just improving people's lifestyles. And I and I just saw this as a way, like as a, as a tool to influence people in a good way. You also really focus on their health, their wellness, their happiness. When you work with somebody, how do you really just improve that aspect of their life outside of the, the physical aspect? I do use the physical aspect as a way to improve their mental aspect. Because a lot of people will come to me with different sorts of you know problems and issues. So if someone wants to lose weight, getting them to empower themselves to eat healthier and just getting that momentum going of, all right, drink more water, you know, like cut down on, on the sugar a little bit. And just getting the small wins will slowly get them onto that path and start to build momentum. For so them. it goes, it goes hand in hand. It's a Correct. nice synergy. That, that. Correct. Because some people come to me for yoga um, and then I introduce, you know, meditation to them. Uh, some nice. people come to me for, you know, physical fitness. And I introduce yoga to them. So it's, I don't want to say I'm sneaky about it, but I am a little bit. You know, I, I, know, you know, I, uh, I know they want you know, to lose weight, get a bigger butt, whatever, have bigger arms. But then uh, I teach them ways to not just you know, get those bigger arms and bigger biceps, but also to improve their posture. Uh, and, and just from that, they feel a little bit better. Like, wow, Jay, I, I stand taller. I had no idea I have an extra inch on me. Was it tough, you know, like just building your own personal brand? How did you do that from, from the outset? And, you know, how's it going now? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was a challenge. Because um, you get a lot of pushback. Uh, in college, you know, I, you know, I studied art for 10 years. Um, junior high school, I, you know, got accepted into like an art program from sixth grade which introduced me which got me into LaGuardia high school um, oh nice yes and so yeah after LaGuardia I was like kind of it was must have been like six years I was doing art I was just kind of tired of it um, I hope you don't listen to the episode I did with my sister because I was just trashing on LaGuardia. She's saying that there's no windows there and it's like a prison in there. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. I'll have to look back at that. All right, Jeff. Um, um, but I, I guess it was in college. So when I got into college, I went to Seton Hall University for business because I was like, yeah, I want to learn how to you know, help people and build a business and be a businessman um, and, and, and employ people. But then I, I realized I had to take an economics class and I just, I, I, I hated it. I hated it. And I was like, oh, let me just do what I know, which was art. And during that time, I was able to think about what I wanted to do in life. And I had no idea, really no idea. Uh, all I knew is I didn't want to sit behind a desk and have a nine to five. That was it. I started with what I hated. And I was like, I just don't want to sit behind a desk all day. Um, and then luckily my yoga teacher introduced me to yoga and inspired me. She told me I'd be a good yoga teacher and I, I just lucky enough, I believed her and outside of college, I just wanted to help people. I was like, I just really want to help people. Like as soon as I graduated, I, I, was, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I found a job with Greenpeace, 
Uh, it's it's uh, the largest uh, environmental organization in the world. If you in New York City and you're walking on the street and those people, those really smiley people who stop you, was like, hey, you care about your planet? that was me okay that was me it was the, it was one of the hardest jobs i had my whole life um but i got fired because i wasn't signing enough up, up enough people but, but that was okay i i, I couldn't handle the nose anymore and, and people telling me to like, go f myself and f the planet i was like oh my gosh <laughs> i know wow. no <laughs> things so harsh um <laughs> But, you know, so I was just running the streets, honestly. As soon as I had that, that job ended, I was just running the streets, like just finishing up my yoga certification. Um, and I was started attending a, 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 like a senior citizen yoga class. I was the youngest person in there by, by 30 years, uh, sitting in the back because I was like lifting really heavy and running like two hours a day. Uh, but I love the super, super gentle yoga because that's how my yoga teacher in college taught me. And the instructor, you know, came, came to me one day. She said, you, you really like yoga? I was like, yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, she, and she's, she, was, she's, she was 89. Uh, and, and, she, yeah, and she's 93 now. And, and now, and, and, and so she asked me to sub for her. I was like, I don't, I'm not finished with my shirt yet. Like, I can't really sub. She's like, don't like you'll be fine um started subbing that class and as after it finished the director came to me he's like hey the people loved it you want to teach other classes like sure and and that's kind of how my career started rolling they gave me five classes i just didn't say no like any it was you know it's the ymca so you know you don't get paid a ton but the people there are amazing and i would, I would work for there for free if i could because of the sales background that I had, I just walked into a gym one day and I was like, Hey, like I have a sales background. Like I sold knives, you know, if I can sell knives, I can sell these gym memberships. Uh, and they gave me a job right on the spot. And that I just kept finding opportunities and, 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 and saying yes to everything that I could. And I got to a point where I was doing 15 classes a week and nice. teaching, um, uh, 50 hours of one-on-one -on -one clients at the gym because one day a, a woman our yoga teacher at that gym that I was working the front desk at didn't show up They're like we need a yoga teacher I was like, hey. <laughs> and so like from there I got that class and then uh shifted from the front desk to, to personal training after I got like a cert online for $40 I have a better cert now but they didn't care they're like oh you can do it you don't hurt anybody great here you go um and so like they just kept filling me up filling me up filling me up and i was working seven days a week in my mind i know that you're saying uh yoga teacher but yeah. i keep hearing yogurt teacher and <laughs> you're, making, you're making me hungry coconut yogurt teacher yeah <laughs> that's how you kind of like uh started building your brand right correct and that's and when I from there and then after that it was just i i could start to say no to people i could say i could start to say no on the weekends after i had that like that, um, that full schedule, then I could pick and choose which clients that I wanted. Uh, and then over time, I just started, you know, shifting into an area where I felt um, better, because I, you know, at a point I was doing like that many hours, I wasn't getting much sleep, and I was crashing. And so I, I knew I needed to you know, how long were you doing way. this? Like the 15 classes, like, were you doing it for like a, a year, a year and a half? Like I was doing the 15 classes for Maybe like two, two or three years, two or three years. Wow. Um, wow. But it was the clients, like I, I, there was a big 
peak, uh, it was one winter. I remember one uh, sales manager, because I wasn't selling, I wasn't on the floor selling clients. We had a sales manager to, who, who loaded, loaded us up. So I had one sales manager who was like, Jay, you're great. Like, I'm just going to give you all the broken people. Because I just didn't <laughs> hurt anyone. I just didn't hurt anyone. I was just, because my yoga teacher was super gentle. So I became a super gentle yoga teacher. And I was like, oh, it hurts, don't do it. Um, and, and so from there, they just kept loading me up, loading me up, loading me up until I, I literally couldn't take any more people. Then I started to like, all right, I'm not working weekends anymore. Or, or I told my clients, like, hey, I just need to stop working weekends for a little bit just to recover. I remember one client being like, you're never going to work weekends again. I was like, what? No, no. I've never worked weekends again. Kids, you heard it here first. Don't say no and uh, don't break anybody and you'll be in a good spot. Exactly. I was going to say, so you're a super gentle yoga teacher. That sounds like something that I would sign up for because I've taken yoga classes where I feel so forced to like be in a certain pose for a certain amount of time and sometimes like my muscles are just like giving out and I'm like okay I can't do this anymore <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like no 100 yeah. percent. I think it's also an, it's a it's kind of a western thing you know we well like the yoga in India I hear is way more relaxed and chilled out and people are just like yeah, yeah I wasn't relaxed together. at all I was <laughs> like so stressed out uh-huh and here we need to like get a sweat and like and, and kill each other because I've been to a yoga class you know not to say Equinox is a bad place and there are bad teachers in, in Equinox, <laughs> or bad people in Equinox I love Equinox it's great but I took a yoga class there um and at the end of the class you know you lay down in Shavasana at the end you know to mm-hmm. relax and reconnect yeah. your body and the teacher said so remember if you're leaving to walk like a cat so you don't disturb anybody. Like, <laughs> Meow. <laughs> it blew my mind that more than half the class left. I was like, oh, you're missing the best part. Yes. Uh, yeah, so it just, it's just a different kind of culture. And, and, and my yoga teacher who, intro, who um, certified me, she's been teaching it for over 35 years. And so she, had su- she has such a wide range of experience um, that really connected to me because I was I thought to myself it's easier to make a hard class because you can beat anybody up just do a huge flow and ton of push-ups it's fine but mm-hmm. to make a, an easy class I think is a lot harder and, and at the YMCA I would get a senior in the front who has a knee problem and then like a, a young athlete in the back and so I, I love those opportunities because it challenged me to figure out different variations to where I can give them both a great class. And they both- Oh, so you, you actually adjust your class? Like, that's so cool, dude. That's very cool. Jeff, let's go. <laughs> All right. I got no choice. I guess we're going. Let's go. Let's go. I took yoga in high school. I went to Brooklyn Technical High School. I took yoga. And the two reasons why, number one, because a lot of people told me that you could sleep through it, which I- I, I did. I slept through, you know, the class. And then the second reason was because it was a majority girls. So got to meet a lot of people. It was, it was a good time. But I'll tell you, like, th- this is during like eighth period or ninth period. Uh, it was at the end of my day. And I'll, I don't even know if I did it myself, but there are some times during class where I hear like snoring. <laughs> that is when I know I had a great class. <laughs> oh, really? Fall asleep at the oh, end I of class? I love that, yeah. I, I know. I was like, yes. That's <laughs> the indicator? 
That's the yeah. indicator. Because like, I've gotten them relaxed enough to where they can even literally fall asleep flat on their backs on a mat. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I, mean, I took a couple classes too in the city. Um, and like by the end of, end of the class and we're just, you know, laying down with our eye closed, relaxing. And then they hit the bell. The, dong, the gong. <laughs> the gong. And man, that gong just like vibrates in your body and just relaxes you. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's such a great feeling. You feel uh, it circulating really, throughout your whole body, like exactly. just in and out your ears. I also wanted to share um, a video that you posted on Facebook. Um, it's from your uh, chair, your student, Nancy. That video was so touching and moving and, you know, really appreciate what you do. And uh, let me just show the video real quick. There you go. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, there's no audio. Oh, there's no audio? No. Okay, all right, I'll stop staring it. That chair yoga class, yes. So um, my late great uncle, he was brought to that um, Flushing House Retirement Center. And, you know, I, I, I love seniors. I love, you know, and, and it's my, it was my, my late grandpa's brother. So anytime I, I get a chance to go visit him, I would. Um, and as I was visiting him one day, I heard they had a, a chair yoga teacher. So I just went to the director. And I was like, hey, if you need another chair yoga teacher, let me know. Uh, and she's like, yeah, we do, actually. You know, she's going away for, for 12 weeks. Uh, can you sub? Like, yes. So I moved my, my schedule around just so that I can teach that class because it also gave me another opportunity to, you know, be with my great uncle and, and it just, and to force him to come to yoga classes and stuff. Nice. So that was teaching. And yeah, I, they asked me to come back full time. And, you know, I taught my first uh, class there full time, maybe about almost a, almost a year ago. It's been so amazing just to be able to, you know, provide them with just more energy, you know, like being a young person, uh, I feel like it's so important that we still uh, connect with our elders because uh, they have so much wisdom. They still have so much light. And I almost, I almost see them as children, you know, I just want to go there and hug them and take care of them. Uh, and, and, and so Nancy has been attending my class almost since the beginning. And, and I don't know if they're just being sweet, but they always give me just such glowing reviews and I think it's just because I really 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 want to help them you know I really really want to make sure it's a good entertaining energetic class you know that like gets them moving she was just giving me glowing reviews on on how she can just see how much I love it see how much I enjoy it and and, and yeah we have 40 people almost every time and it's, and it's a blast it's a blast like my oldest student was 108 years old i don't think they're just being nice i think they really mean it from that yeah. video man it was very touching yeah, all right james i guess you got to come along too we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah guess what i found the other day oh, oh my god i don't know if you could can you see that oh my gosh which, yes. which one bottom which... left Bottom left corner. 
Oh, there's uh, little, little Jason. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And, with hair. With hair. Uh, Mr. James Zahn is here as well. No way. <laughs> oh, there I am. Thank goodness someone James. in there. You want to see mine? mine? Mine is the best one. Yes, let's see it. <laughs> this one. Can't wait to, I can't wait for you guys to see this. This is so nice. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, that was the George J. Ryan uh, MS-216. Oh, oh, man. Wow, what a blast from the past. I know. That's crazy. It's so great yeah. that we're still connected, though. It's amazing. Yeah. With that being said, let's get into Two Truths, One Lie. Two Truths. One lie. Hey, what do you have for us, Jason? All right. So outside of college, this is the first one. Outside of college, you know, I had dabbled in a lot of different jobs. And, you know, one of the jobs that inspired me to, you know, become a vegan was, you know, I, I also got a, a degree, an associate's degree from the New York City Culinary Institute. I wanted to also you know, learn how to cook and, and feed people. And I think that's so important and a part of the fitness journey. Um, and so with that degree, I got a re recommendation from a teacher to start working at a vegan restaurant called Candle 79. And at that restaurant, I started being introduced to some wealthy people and on the Upper East Side. And, and so that's when I said working for um, Greenpeace was a hard job, but when I started being a home chef for some rich people on the Upper East Side, that was probably the hardest job I've ever had. Just wow. you know, waking up at 4 a.m. and and like wow. having to you know show up at their house with food uh, from all the shopping on the weekend and like with like little nicks in my fingers and having trouble touching doors. Yeah. That was probably the, the second or first hardest job I ever had. Was it very well paid, though? You know, for the hours? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it was so much work, you know? Because, yeah, like, shopping takes forever. And if, if a store doesn't have something you need, you have to go drive to another store. And then you're, like, an hour away from home, and you got to drive home and then cook and then clean and then and drop it off and it was you're also living in the upper east side no i was traveling i was traveling from uh queens to the upper east. but is... you know it was a great experience you know i'm a great chef now but you know like, <laughs> like that experience definitely helped definitely helped all um, right i'm not so sure about this one what's number two number two is when um so in college i also wanted to you know figure out different ways of connecting with other people and and improve like my fitness and 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 just for fun, I, I decided to join the, the cheerleading team, the Seton Hall cheerleading team. Yeah. So nice. I was able to be a cheerleader <laughs> at Seton Hall for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I was a cheerleader. I don't know, man. Your your moves seem kind of uh, kind of stiff. <laughs> <laughs> What's the third one? The third one is um, – so I've always – you know, ever since I was a little kid, I loved running barefoot, and my parents always had a hard time keeping shoes on me. And so, as I got older, I realized that there was these funky toe shoes uh, that you can rock. You know, where each toe goes into each 
Yes. What are those called? There's a name for that. What is Ibram, Ibram Five Fingers. Yes. Five Fingers. So okay. I got into those and, and they were just really fun to use. And that actually got me into running. And then uh, recently I, I decided to run a marathon, but instead of running in the toe shoes, I decided to run in sandals. So. Sandals? What? Wow. <laughs> I know that one is true. That one has to be <laughs> true. I think I've seen. I think I've seen it on social media. So I think yes. that I think that one is true. Unless he ran it barefoot, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I can see him being a cheerleader too. The attitude, the the moves, maybe I don't know. What do you think, James? I'm le- I'm leaning more towards uh, number two, cause, cause being a chef kind of resonates with his lifestyle, and being a cheerleader, I don't know, it doesn't resonate as much in my opinion. So I think number two. Well, did you like going to the Culinary um, Arts Institute? Is it is that what it's called? The Institute of Cul- Culinary Arts. Yeah. So that, I, you know, I loved it just because, you know, everyone's there to learn. So instead of in college, you're kind of like on a computer and, you know, but being able to study food and like different tastes and how different tastes go together, that was a blast. Like learning that experience, that was a blast. Was like, it hard for, and competitive? Uh, I never felt like a the competitive person. I'm not a, like really a competitive person. Um, so for me, um, it didn't feel competitive. It was definitely challenging because, yeah, you got to show up to class. And as long as you show up, I feel like it's okay. I think mm-hmm. the hardest part was just the work afterwards because, you know, anything in the food industry is can be pretty, like, intense, you know, having to wake up and prep and get all the food and clean all the dishes, make sure everything is spotless because then, you know, at the restaurant, they – you never know when you're going to get a test, you know? So yeah. that was probably the hardest part, I would say. The school part was fun. You know, obviously you got all these friends, everyone's the same age, you're all learning oh, together. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> I don't know. I think- I'm kind of, I'm leaning towards number one only because I, 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 you know, you're probably a great chef. You probably went to this institution and you probably learned. I'm doubting <laughs> that you worked with uh people in the Upper East Side. You might have heard the story from someone. I'm leaning towards number one as well. Ooh, okay. Do you guys I have any questions? Answer. Or should we lock it in? Okay, Annie's locking it in. Number one. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to go with number one. Hmm, now I'm second-guessing myself. So how long after you graduated from, you know, the the cooking culinary school did you get the job again pretty quick so i say you know after i graduated you know same thing in terms of when i went into the gym so after i started working with um, clients you know i went to school when i could but right after i was lucky enough to have a teacher who realized i was really into veganism and she said you should apply to this job um, so I was able to get a sous chef job, um, luckily, because of my teacher's recommendation. Um, so that was maybe, it was pretty quick. So I graduated, 
2014 and then probably like that fall yeah that fall you know i was able to to start working uh at that at the candle 79 all right james time to lock it in <laughs> uh, I, i'm gonna go with number one watch it be number three that'll be the funny <laughs> watch it be number three um, all right jason we're all going number one Tell all in the lie so the lie is number one yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have got my backstory a little better. <laughs> James, pushed, James, I want to know what pushed you over when you decided to to, to choose number one. Uh, yeah, like uh, like like Jason said, uh, his backstory was a little off, and <laughs> it, it was kind of iffy, and yeah. maybe switch. <laughs> I was I never went to culinary school. I never. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> So we, had, we, knew, we knew something was fishy. We just didn't know what it was. The whole thing was made up. Wow. When you, when, I was getting nervous. You were throwing 2014 in there, and in the fall, I was just like, oh, man. I'm number one. Good job, you guys. How was it, how was it running in uh, sandals? I've always run in minimalist shoes. My brother in college, he just sent me an like. A text message or an email is like, yo, check out these shoes. I, I feel like you'd really think they were cool. I thought they were super cool. They're just toe shoes. Um, and then like, you could see your toes. And I felt like a ninja, you know? And so <laughs> I, 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 start, I, like, I, I slipped them on. I just started going to the track and just doing sprints in them. And like, my calves got bigger and stronger. I was like, ooh. What the okay. heck? Yeah. So then I started lifting in them. And they were like my, they were like go-to fitness shoes. Uh, and then my brother ran the New York City Marathon in them like six years ago. Wow, go Ian. Um, Drex, my older brother. So I have a twin brother and an older brother. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, uh, and then I was inspired. You know what? It was the toe shoes. Unfortunately, they stink so bad. Because <laughs> 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 you have to wear like special socks with them. And if you don't wear the socks with them, like, like, stinks so bad didn't read this book i heard about this book um born to run and it described a tribe in mexico where everyone almost everyone is a runner like a marathon runner and even the seniors can run ultra marathons so it's like 50 miles in a day Holy uh, moly. A part of their culture and so they make these sandals out of tires and just leather rope just literally just cut it cut the shape of their foot uh out of the tire and then tie a leather rope to it and like this is after like many years of them using other materials mm -hmm. um we just found the tire to be it, would, it, it just lasted longer so i made um my first pair many years you, ago you made it let me grab it once what <laughs> that's insane wait that's I'm what so... i that's what i saw on social media too that's why i wanted to ask him yeah, he was gonna say that you know he bought a pair but you, wow is that the one that you ran the marathon the, i have another pair that i ran in because as you can see these are falling apart and i, I wouldn't run in these as much anymore that um, is crazy yeah so it, it this it came it came in like a, a square and i just traced my foot and, and then use this is hemp rope and then use the hemp rope and, and figure out different ways 
to, you know, lace it up to my calf. So what happens if you step uh, on a rock? It's, you know, so this material, it's, it's, it's like, rec it's recycled rubber. Yeah. Um, recycled tires. So it's super, super sturdy. Um, so even, even like a, a needle can't poke through it. Get so, out. Yeah. Yeah. So as, as long as this piece is super sturdy, super strong, it's just like any shoe, you know? Um, and, I, and I just feel, I feel pretty cool, you know? <laughs> like How much uh, does a pair of those go for? So this pair I must have bought for maybe like 20 bucks because you had to like cut it out yourself and then poke the holes into it and then, and then shape it. As you can see, it's broken a few times already. Um, but uh, the other pair that I have, the one I ran in, I don't know where they are now, but those, I think they're must be like 60 or $70 because they're specifically for running. Um, and yeah, I ran many, 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 many miles because people ask me like why are you running sandals like oh I'm saving, I'm saving up for a pair of running shoes you know so, like, <laughs> and, and yeah i i, I it, it feels very freeing you know it feels very freeing and and also running in minimalist shoes i realized it challenge it, it it brings me into a better form i never tell my clients to start running in minimalist shoes because yeah i i started running in those types of shoes so like my feet have been trained to land on the ball of their foot compared to most people, they land on the, on their heel first. Ouch. So, yeah. So even, so what happens is that your, your heel of your shoe um, is a big cushion for most shoes. It's a big cushion. So you kind of just fall into this pace of your heel hitting the ground first. So we were seeing that that creates a big impact on the knee and hips compared to oh. using your foot as a spring to catch you similar similar to sprinting you yeah. know similar to sprinting but what i recommend for my clients is to shift from a heel strike to a flat foot strike so the foot touches the ground at the same time and then as they get stronger as their foot muscles because you know you're you know like <laughs> shoes, so your foot muscles need to build up over time it's almost atrophied you know they don't really know how to catch your whole body every every single time it hits the ground well so. good thing i have flat feet so it should be easy <laughs> for me when you stop going to the gym or you stop exercising like it's very hard to just get back into it so what would you tell those people what i tell those people is make sure you're doing something that is fun um that doesn't feel like working out so like so running with uh tires exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> so it really it's everyone is different you know like first I had to train myself to start to enjoy weightlifting. Um, I don't like weightlifting. <laughs> so it's, it's tricky. It's really, that's, that's the one exercise like uh, modality, which I really try and train people to enjoy it in different ways. Cause, cause that I know will have the biggest impact over everything, you know? So if someone's a Zumba loves Zumba, I know that doing kettlebell swings will make their Zumba even better um so oh, cool that is yeah, smart. So, really good yeah so to get people back into enjoying movement so like go to zumba like zumba is so fun like i love zumba so find a yoga class a yoga teacher who you love find a pilates teacher who you love like go play tennis like go on those hikes like go surfing go swimming like as long as you're doing movement that you can enjoy and and, and have fun with and then you can add like the, the training to realize like, all right, I'm going to do like 
pull-ups because I know it's going to make my, 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 my arm stroke and my swim stronger. So then you would start to enjoy the training because you know it's going to make your, your fun activity even more fun. I was, I was just very curious, like, what vegetables do you plant at home? Your <laughs> indoor, um, what is it called? The... I have a tower garden. So it's a, so have you guys heard of hydroponics? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hydroponics is um, the use of water for instead of soil um, for getting the nutrients to the plant. So aeroponics is similar. It is hydroponics, um, but with the aeroponics, instead of submerging the roots completely, so usually aeroponics is in flat beds. I mean, hydroponics is usually flat beds, and you submerge the roots completely. With aeroponics, it's usually spraying or dripping the, the roots with water. So it makes it a little easier for the roots to absorb the water. And then you just add the nutrients to the water. In my tower garden, which is a hydroponic system, at the bottom there is a um, reservoir of 20 gallons and I add the nutrients under the reservoir. A little fish pump pumps the water up to the top and it sprinkles down on the inside. What the, the heck? Top. Yeah, and, and, it, and it points out to the sides. Um, and, and, and yeah, that- All right, we're, we're, we're coming over. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. And what I'm growing right now is spinach, lettuce, kale, uh, sorrel, which is like a, a type of leafy green, um, cabbage. Um, and yeah, because these, these types of plants are, are, do well in, in cooler weather um since the winter and so That's I crazy. you don't need to fight with people at costco i know that is amazing <laughs> i would be really amazed yeah. if you tell me right now you grow and make your own toilet paper yeah. <laughs> i would not you even know, be surprised. i have a day man that's it <laughs> you don't know worry about that <laughs> yeah i think uh, i think i'm gonna look into this and uh, get my mom one because my mom loves plants and you know it's like it's like her children and she like nurtures and cares for it um, every day. Um, so if I were to get one, where can I get one and what companies do you recommend? So I partnered with a company a couple of years ago, almost five years ago, because uh, I met a woman at a business networking group and she showed me a picture of the tower garden and that just, it blew my mind. It really blew my mind. Yes. Um, the technology, cause I, 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 I tried to build my own hydroponic system and failed miserably. Um, but after seeing like, oh, there's a system already ready to go, then heck yeah. So um, I partnered with them. And if you're curious in, in finding out about the Tower Garden, you can go visit my- right, Jason, I got this. I got this. <laughs> JasonHarris.TowerGarden.com. Okay. So make nice. sure you guys check that out. <laughs> you got um, it. We'll be in the links. Uh, Jason, again, thank you very much for coming on. It's been such a blast. Don't say no to anything. Always say yes. <laughs> yes. Um, one day I'm hoping that, uh, you can come on again and then we'll, we'll talk about like vegetarianism and, and veganism, all that stuff. Yes. Thank you guys yeah. so much for having me. It was such a blast. Yeah. So check out Jason Harris. Uh, he's on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, uh, his handle is spirit training. That's two T's spirit S P I R I T T R a i n i n g spirit training so check them out and um jason any, any final words anything else you want to plug maybe you want to share um just have fun have fun really like that's the most important thing to do right now all right awesome. thanks, thanks again for coming on and you guys uh make sure you check out uh jason harris um i love this guy i love his positivity he's such 
uh, inspirational guy. You, you have to go check it out. All right. So that's it for us. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And don't forget, stay redonkulous. Redonkulous. <laughs> thank you, Jason. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you. you. It's the Redonkulous Podcast starring Annie and Jeff and my coolest guy in the world whose name is James. It's Redonkulous.